0: at butcherbox.com/morningcup and use code morningcup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives here, is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? For a lot of people, life, your past, and sometimes your current situation can cause roadblocks in your life. Mental health is incredibly important and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match, which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morningcup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. There were two more murders 15 miles away. police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird murder. Some deaths touch more than just those who knew them personally. Some deaths incite change, necessary change that can flip the script on laws, regulations, and even our history books. On March 16, 1991, a young girl lost her life when a misunderstanding and racial tensions, took over a shop owner in Los Angeles, California. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Latasha Harlins, born on July 14, 1975, moved to Los Angeles with her family when she was just six years old, where her father took a job at a steel foundry, and her mother worked at a local tavern. When they made the move from Illinois via Greyhound bus in hopes for a better life, the Harlan family moved just a few blocks away from a convenience store called Empire Liquor Market, but more on that in a minute. Just four years after their move, Latasha's mother, Crystal, was fatally shot at an LA nightclub, leaving Latasha and her two brothers primarily in the care of their grandmother. They made the best out of their situation, but the neighborhood they had planned to get their fresh start in had its own set of problems. Racial tensions between the Korean store owners and the black residents as customers were angry with the price gouging and general rudeness of the owners, while the owners refused to hire black employees. Then came Operation Hammer in 1987 an initiative by the LAPD that sent police officers into poor neighborhoods to conduct massive roundups of men and women they suspected were gang members, earning the department a total of 83 lawsuits over the course of just four years for excessive force and wrongful imprisonment. After that came the shooting of Rodney King, whose attack was caught on video and broadcast for the world to see and fear. His attackers, four LAPD officers, were charged with felony assault on March 15th, 1991. The next day, Latasha Harlins, at just 15 years old, went out into the neighborhood with a backpack and her grandmother's warning, a warning to not enter the Dew's convenience store despite its close proximity, a store that would play an important and devastating role in their family's life. Empire Liquor Market was owned by the Dew family and was usually staffed by the family's patriarch and son. But on the morning of March 16, 1991, its matriarch, Jadu, was behind the counter while her husband was outside resting after a long shift. Just before 10 a.m., Latasha entered the store and, according to 51 year old Jadu's testimony, was seen putting a $1.78 bottle of orange juice into her backpack. She assumed the young girl was stealing the juice, as she did not see any money in her hand and asked if she intended to pay. Now the stories start to differ. Jadu claimed that the girl said, What orange juice? While well, two eyewitnesses claimed that Jadu called the teen a bitch and accused her of stealing, to which Latasha said that she had intended to pay. A look at the surveillance videotape showed that Latasha had money in hand and had more than likely put the juice into her backpack so she didn't have to carry it. At this point, Jadu then reached over the counter and grabbed Latasha by the sweater to try and snatch her backpack. Furious, Latasha fought back and punched Jadu twice, knocking her onto the ground and backing away. When Jadu collected herself in the ground, she threw a stool at the girl, who started to bend down to pick up the orange juice bottle that she had dropped. Jadu ripped the bottle from her hands, and Latasha turned to leave the store. As her back was turned, Jadu pulled out the revolver she kept under the counter and fired at the 15-year-old girl striking her once in the back of the head and killing her instantly. Jaju's husband heard the shot and ran into the store to ask his wife what happened. He called 911 and reported an attempted holdup. Almost immediately, people began reacting to Latasha's killings. Tensions were at an all-time high due to the raids and Rodney King's murder, and with the completely unnecessary killing of a 15-year-old black teenager, the wall of self-control began to break down as protesters covered the sidewalk in front of Empire Liquor Market. Ja was taken into custody and testified in her trial that she acted in self-defense, believing the young girl was going to kill her. The two eyewitnesses in the store and the surveillance tape showed a much different story. It showed a senseless act and the murder of a girl whose back was turned as she tried to leave the store the dues were claiming she was trying to rob. On November 15, 1991, Ja Du was found guilty for murdering Latasha Harlins, but to the shock of many, was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter and sentenced to time served. Five years of probation, 400 hours of community service, 500 in restitution, and to pay for the funeral expenses, which was not the sentence the jury had recommended, with the judge citing that she believed her actions were understandable. People were enraged. On April 21, 1992, the state appeals court unanimously upheld Judge Carlin's decision and that wall of control completely crumbled. What followed a week later is what we historically know as the L.A. riots. The reduced sentencing exasperated an already existing tension between Black residents and Asian-American merchants, as well as an underlying issue with a presumably corrupt LAPD that was made apparent with the exoneration of the men who attacked Rodney King. Latasha's murder was the final spark in a very large flame. The riots saw mass hysteria, looting, fires, and a loss of business, 65% of which were Korean-owned. One of those stores being Doo's Empire Liquor Market, which never recovered and reopened under a completely new ownership. For five days, Southern L.A. simmered in flames and the LAPD abandoned it to fend for itself as residents shouted the names of Latasha Harlins and Rodney King. Eventually, 2,000 National Guardsmen were called in and put the riots to an end, with more than 50 casualties, over 2,000 left injured, and $1 billion in damages. It also saw those officers who attacked Rodney King served time for their crimes after a federal trial, though it was only 30 months. Latasha Harlan's family would not see a similar small victory, as she was buried next to her mother. Her case did, however, prompt the district attorney to instruct his deputies to bar Judge Carlin from trying any cases by invoking a statute to remove the judge, stating that the trial was a quote, "...stunning miscarriage of justice." She became the target for protests led by Latasha's aunt and, though she was re-elected to the Superior Court bench, she resigned in 1997. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on March 17th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there is always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.